It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mack comes up the left side. He's going to get an early pick from Gobert. Steady swings to Lyles. Right side, Dingles. Right corner, Hayward. He goes to the rim. Reverse side, layup good. And he's fouled. He'll buy it, and he'll get one free. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 15th. Of February, a rabbit hole search to see if we can figure out what might be wrong with the Utah Jazz. It fails. We'll look at that. I'll show you what I looked at, see what you come up with as well. Look at the Portland Trailblazers as we head into All-Star break. It's the Jazz and the Blazers tonight, and it's the Jazz stumbling to the break. We'll figure out why. Coming up on Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thanks so much for tuning into today's show. Today's one of those days where I'm going to kind of just share with you uh, what I've done uh, preparation-wise and uh, if I've discovered anything. And then you can decide uh, whether I actually did discover anything uh, or not. And the answer very well might be no, I did not. Uh, And, you know, that's just the honesty of it all. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. That's right, Good friends at SeatGeek give you a $20 rebate after your first purchase. If you haven't already used SeatGeek, download the app and enter in the promo code LOJAZZ, and you'll end up with $20 rebate after your first purchase. I'll tell you more about SeatGeek uh, coming up on the program. This is part of Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA. The scout was really good, uh, included Quinn Snyder in the answer to one of my questions. Broke down the trades of yesterday. We'll look at those a little bit. Uh, as well as Ibaka goes to Toronto, uh, and rumors continue. Brooke Lopez possibly going to New Orleans. Uh, all sorts of interesting things uh, uh, going on around uh, the NBA, including the Sacramento. Suddenly grabbed another win last night, suddenly playing a little bit better. You thought they might have been dead. Maybe they're not. And DeMarcus had one of those games that makes you think you could never trade him as he dropped 40. Uh, in last night's ballgame. All right, let's start with our pins across the world. That's always what we do, and then we'll try to see what we can uh, discover for you and see if we can put our pinprint anything or pinpoint anything that's going on with the Jazz that might uh, answer the last two performances. The, the weird thing about it, by the way, is, and we'll get into it, is, hey, these guys were uh, as good as they their best basketball of the year a week earlier. So... It's hard to see. All right, Andrew Pipkin is our pin across the world. Uh, actually, his name is Kyle. Uh, his email came as Andrew K, but his, I now know. So. Um, if you had an annoying fan interrupting your radio broadcast in the Clippers game, then that was me. Actually, you were not annoying. You have no idea what we experience sometimes. It is my pet peeve in life that people somehow think that you have a headset on and you're talking, and they're just going to walk up and talk to you, and then when you don't respond, they're going to talk louder 
because they can't figure out why you're not responding because you have a headset on and you're talking into a microphone. It's, it's You were fine. You were totally fine. Uh, please tell Ron Boone thank you for taking the time to sign my vintage basketball card. My name is Kyle Pipkin, and I remember watching the 97 Finals with my grandpa when I was 12, but didn't become a true fan until I was about 15. Sadly, that was toward the end of Stockton Malone era. But I have been a diehard ever since. I remember the 03-04 season with Carl and John retired and all the experts predicting an awful season. In fact, one of those is coming into town today. Frank Hughes like wrote that the Jazz would be the worst team ever in the history of the NBA and lose all these games. Picking them up at the airport today. Uh, how Jerry Sloan... Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, I got lost. Uh, but through hard work and coaching, they ended up 42 and 40. How Jerry Sloan did when coach that year is beyond me, but that's what it, he was all about. My favorite team, uh, all time favorite team was 2009, 10. I thought Wesley Matthews was a rookie stud and Andre Karolinko was my favorite player for many years. After that, it's been a rough couple of years, but it's been great to see development of Gordon, Derek Hood, Rudy, and I love our current team now. I do feel that we need a trade or and sacrifice some of our depth for a tighter 10-man rotation. But I have no suggestions on what that might be. That's actually a curious question. I'm very curious on what fans uh, think the Jazz should do. I, um, because it is, it's an interesting question. You know, long-term, short-term, what you're trying to do, uh, how, you know, what... You know, we've had so many injuries, the idea that you actually make a deal in which you're basing something on having good health um, seems like an astronomically difficult uh, d- decision and somewhat illogical decision to make. So I think that's that would be hard. I, I, I really don't have any idea. I haven't talked a lot of trade deadline because I don't have a lot of answers. Uh, anyway, back to – I'm kind of just – Ruining poor Kyle's pin. Uh, although I love favors, his health does worry me. Burke seems like he's got a long way to go to get to his former level. Lyles has, seems to take a step back this season compared to last year, but I knew that could be expected with young players. Each year I feel Gordon has reached his maximum capability, but then he goes another year. It's truly remarkable the work he's put in and very deserving of the All-Star Night. Whatever happens, whether we go forward or backwards, I'll always trust the decisions the head office makes and – Always be a true fan and always enjoy watching the team. Thank you for being a great asset to the organization. I do appreciate the hard work you do. And a cool picture of Ron Boone signed. It's kind of awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. You were totally fine, too. All right. Uh, let's do our kind of walkthrough. So here's what I looked at. Uh, and I, I thought this would be interesting. In it's So you can isolate the left. Is there, was there any sign of anything changing? Uh... If I go back a little bit. So here, here's the first thing is, all right, what are our trends? And uh, our last five games, we ranked 10th offensively, still ranked 8th defensively. Uh, 14th offensively, 7th or 4th defensively over 10 games. Over 15 games, we're 12th offensively, we're 6th defensively. Okay, we're not elite because we've got, you know, crushed by Boston and some other uh, in there. But we're not... Um, it's not like, you know, the house isn't burning. We're the number one defensive rebounding team in the league over the last 20 games. All right? So it's not second chance points. Uh, what about our offense turnovers? Well, we're, we're, we're top 10 in taking care of the ball, which is a dramatic change for us. Um, we're shooting average instead of well. Okay. Well, now we're on to something. Like, we're 18th and 16th in effective field goal percentage for the season. We're 7th. 
that's that's a that's a stumble upon right there. Um, in fact, in games 41 through 50, we were 20th in the league in effective field goal percentage. In the last six, we're 11th. All right, that's that's worth noting. Uh, interestingly, in the last six games, we're not getting the free throw line. We're the number one, number three team in the league at going to the line, and all of a sudden, in the last five games, we're not getting the line anymore. And that's you know, Rodney's not in the playing, and Rodney's one of the guys who goes to the line kind of the least of anyone. As I mentioned, our turnovers are better. Our offensive rebounding is better. Our effective field goal percentage defensively is nowhere near where it once was. So, um, but that's just in the last little period of time. In the last nine, last ten games, uh, games 41 through 50, we were ninth in effective field goal percentage defense, and then the last six games were 21st ineffective field goal percentage defense. All right, so the two areas there, um, and we're fouling a little bit more defensively, uh, and you know we haven't forced turnovers in a long time. So for the big picture, what did I find? I found that we're, we're not shooting the ball as well. Just recently we've started to go to the line a little less, and we're not defending the shot. All right, the two Bs, but nothing uh, are there. So the next thing I did which I just deleted accidentally, so now you're going to have to give me a second. So I, I looked at it, and what jumped out to me is it seems to be, let's look at the last 15 games. Um, that that seemed to be kind of the number that um, that jumped out. is If 15 games get, includes the good stretch recently, it includes the bad stretch of the last two and a half games, and has some other elements too. Is there anyone, is there anything interesting going on there? Well, I didn't really find. I looked at plus-minus numbers. We're minus point four uh, when Alex on the floor. We're minus three when Boris is on the floor. We're minus nine when um, Rodney Hood is on the floor, and he didn't even play in the last two games. He's only played four of the last fifteen games, though. Uh, but that, uh, and then we're really terrible when Shelvin's on the floor. Shelvin's. Uh, struggled ever since we've gone to that backup point guard role. Little, little surprising. I, I thought he would really strive after holding his own uh, adequately as a starter. Um, anybody from the shooting end that kind of jumps out. Uh, the three point shooting is down. Our regular season is at thirty seven percent. We're at thirty three. Well, Alec is taking six a game at thirty two percent. Uh, wait a sec. I have this. Must have this on uh, per forty eight minutes. That's not. That seems. That can't be right. That's not right. But Alec is shooting some at thirty two percent, about two a game. Dante's shooting two a game at twenty two percent. George Hill, over the last fourteen games he's played, fourteen is only at twenty eight percent from three. Ooh, okay. And Trey Lyles is at twenty four percent. All right. Now we're beginning to kind of dig in. Like, oh wow, that's th- those are the numbers. Boris is 2 of 19. So we're not <clears throat> that knockdown three-point shooting team. We're a collection of a lot of very good three-point shooters. Gordon, I mean, you start thinking about it, you, you would feel pretty good. The idea is that all these guys, Gordon, George, Rodney, Joe, Joe Johnson, Trey Lyles, uh, Boris Diaw, and Alec Burks could be 35% or better. And Alex at 32, and Boris is at 10%, and Exum's at 22%, and Lyles is at 24%, and George Hill is at 28%. So that that kind of, I, I, all right, so our collective three-point shooting over the last 15 games, which is a huge part of our offense, we're 7th or 8th in the league uh, in taking them, has 
has not been uh, as good. Um, I thought it was interesting the other day when I we stumbled upon the fact that Rudy, uh, and in, by the way, and Rudy's shooting percentage is still great at 60%, but that Rudy really has increased his offensive role uh, at what I thought was a pretty high level. Um, it seems like it's only a shot a month for four straight months, but then you, by the time you're done, that's almost doubling um, the amount you're playing. So, um, And I think that's probably a natural evolution and fine for Rudy if he's still doing all the great other things um, that he's that he's done, right? So he was, you know, top in the league in screen assists and uh, top in the league in rim protection and are those things uh, still being done? I guess I probably should back up one step. It, yesterday's show, we were just kind of fiddling around as well. This is a bit more orchestrated. And we looked at Rudy, and it was interesting that in – November, he averaged 5.8 shots. In December, he averaged 6.6. In January, he went up to 8.2. And in February, he went to 8.1 shots, 9.1 shots. So he's increased his shots per month by 50%, uh, you know, which is a lot. Uh, And Derek's come back during a period of that time, and he's taking more shots. Now, his rebounding... Hasn't slipped at all. 13, 13.9, 13.4. His assists are actually up. He must just have a great deal. He's doubled them to his credit. His turnovers have stayed the same. His blocks are down a little bit in the last recent games, but they're virtually the same. You know, that that's such a small number, it can skew. So there doesn't seem to be – he's just taking more shots. He's not making the ones he's taking, but he's taking more shots. Okay, well, wait a sec, though. Is he still – doing the other things. How do you judge that? Well, one of them would be his screen assists. And during the season, uh, Rudy Gobert, second in the NBA at 5.9 screen assists a game. Uh, Marcin Gortat is number one at 6.7. And screen assist was where he sets the screen and then uh, and then all the other guy, and then the guy scores a basket off of that. And so the question is, has he um, has that changed? And so let's go look um, at his screen assists for the last 15 games, and they're still, according to stats, sitting right at 5.9. Exact same numbers. Deflection numbers are still up. He's still as active. He's contesting 13 shots a game um, for the season. He's Generally contesting seems to be uh, uh, virtually the same. Though it's interesting. Um, I can't really. I, I'm not totally convinced this is working as well as I thought because these numbers look awfully similar. Um, let me try. Let me just try something and see. How, uh, there's something. F- you know what? I'm not trusting this. Um, I'm not trusting this part of stats view the way I did earlier. Um, there's just something weird going on here. Um, so that filter actually might not be working, and therefore what I thought I had, which was that his performance has not changed uh, in the slightest, um, maybe inaccurate. Uh, I thought I had kind of narrowed in that there wasn't anything there because the numbers came up the exact same, but I'm now running that search 
um, with some consistency and uh, it's coming out the same. So let me give me one second and see if I can run. All right, I've run it again. Uh, and here is the last period of games. And his screen assists are at 6.5. He actually leads the league in screen assists for the last period of time. He's contesting more shots at the rim. He's getting good amount of deflections. And it does back up what I thought I'd found, which is, okay, there's no change there. All right. Then the next rabbit hole I went down, either fairly or unfairly, you can decide, is that um, since I kind of had decided that we were looking at the last 15 games, is the Alec Burks impact. Why Alec Burks? Well, frankly, because he started playing. Um, I don't have any real reason of why I think this is the case. In fact, Alex got career highs across the board and effective field goal percentage and some other things. But if you kind of look at when we're, we're zeroing in on it and we look at the last 15 games, we're kind of looking at the Cleveland game. And it's since then, uh, he didn't play the Cleveland game. And then since uh, in the last, you know, it's, it's the last 16 games, since the Orlando game is really the date we've zeroed in on arbitrarily that doesn't uh, mean anything, A.B.'s been pretty regular rotation player at 19 minutes nice, shooting 45%, 32% from three. He's done a pretty nice job with nine points a game. Um, we have been minus with him on the floor for three straight, but we've been minus with most guys on the floor. Um, and prior to that, frankly, we were positive on every night but two with him. So not sure you're going to find a lot. But I've always been interested in... Alex's impact on his teammates. Did I find anything? Gordon Hayward's effective field goal percentage when on the floor with Alec Burks is 44%. It's not good. Joe Johnson's effective field goal percentage when on the floor with Alec Burks is 59%. Huh. That's interesting. It's really good. George Hill's field goal percentage when on the floor with Alec Burks is 50 effective field goal percentage is 54%. Really, really good. Trey Lyles's is not, but his is not generally. Derek's is at 48% overall. Boris is even. Joe Ingles is fine. Uh, Dante X. Then, then I thought that maybe one of the things is that Dante and Alec have played most of the minutes together. That's actually not true. Um, Alex has played 281 minutes. He's played 122 of them with George Hill. He's played 69 of them with Dante. And he's played 28 with Mac and 18 with Neto. So, and the others, he's played as the point guard, which is, um, he has done, you know, kind of rare, 240 about for about 40 minutes so far this year. Um, but that Hayward one's interesting. That Hayward one is kind of, all right. So for whatever reason, uh, and I, the, the reason is because AB is not always certain where he's going to go with the ball, so it's very hard for you to, as a player, know where he's going to go. Um, and so you're someone like Gordon who's, who's often working off some other people, then um, then that ends up being a little bit of a, a struggle. But the team is average, offense is a 1.1. And the team's defense is a 1.8. So I generally say, other than Alex seems to be having a negative impact a little bit on G um, and how he's doing, I didn't find anything um, at all. So what I think the real story here is, is that we've had a two-game blip, one of which I think was based on a matchup. The second one may have been based on a team just being bigger and stronger than us and coming after us. Um, the... 
and 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 they're bad. We we just didn't look right. I mean, I think that's undeniable that there's nothing looked right. Uh, but I can't because the team was so good a week ago. Unless you're just going to take a sample size of two, which is really not a very good idea, and decide that that's who you are. I find it difficult to kind of zero in on anything. Um, and basically, I'd almost say good news. There, there doesn't seem to be something that's totally glaring that we are covering up. Uh, we're not making shots collectively and have not been quite as sharp. And I think those things are the most clear. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, SeatGeek is an app for your phone that helps you with the ticket buying purchase. So let's play around with SeatGeek and give you an example. So if I go to my phone and I download the app SeatGeek, then I go over to the settings tab and enter in LO Jazz. When I make my next purchase, I'll end up with a $20 first purchase. I'll take a $20 uh, rebate. Let's say, for example, well, the tournament. Uh, is coming in March. That should be a lot of fun. But St. Mary's is a BYU on Saturday. So I would click on that. Uh, it would tell me that tickets start as little as $18. I would click on it again. Um, and it would tell me, give me all the tickets that are available and give me a deal score on each of those tickets. So uh, a bunch of 83 deal scores for just $15 in row 11. Uh, some others for 81. In fact, on these, you could buy these tickets, get a rebate, and you're going for free. Uh, at least one of you is. if multiple. And it shows you every ticket in the stadium and where they are and gives you what the deal score is. And they've compiled all of the tickets for you from around uh, so you don't have to go buy it with, uh, you know, go search other sites. So the best part is everything's compiled in one place. Second thing is that they give you the ticket score. Third thing I like is I can play with Android Pay. You can play with Apple Pay. It makes it easy, and then they deliver the ticket right to you, and it's on your phone, and you're done. It's just a great app. It's taking something that has been kind of a pain over the past, which is buying tickets and getting the right events and all those kind of getting to the right events and making it easy. You can also enter in uh, for deal scores. So go download the SeatGeek app now. Enter in the settings tab uh, hit settings and then enter in the promo code L O Jazz. Uh, NBA note: Portland's in town tonight. Uh, they are not playing particularly well. They actually they're playing fine. They're not winning. They've lost two in a row games they probably should win. Uh, they have slipped to tenth. Two games back, as Sacramento's now won four in a row uh, and is seemingly playing a little bit uh, better than they were prior. And it, you know, won the game they should win against the Lakers last night. Um, and uh, but are now kind of back into that playoff hunt here. Last night, Demarcus was unreal. He had forty points, twelve rebounds, eight assists. Lou Williams was good, and he's on the uh, trade deadline. He's on the trade block. We all knew that. Twenty nine points. Uh, like that's one. Like I, I got oh Lou Williams. You know, every fan does it. So immediately, well, we should get him. Like how? Like, and what are we doing with him if we get him? We've got a lot of players. Um, I'm curious to hear what people uh, would do. I had an idea. I floated. Some people, and they kind of laughed me off the, like, we don't need, like, I wanted another, I thought the point guard imbalance could be uh, altered by adding another wing. And they're like, another wing? What are we going to do with him? Um, and the wing would allow Joe Johnson to just be a four, but now you're just not playing some guys, uh, which would be kind of difficult. Uh, anyway, on uh, Portland, thing that's interesting on them is 
they played a little bit better in January, and then in February they have not, and their defense has really slid again. Uh, so they come in the game 26 in league defensively for February. Last five games, they're 27th. They had a really good month of January where it looked like Terry Stotts got them to play defense again. And that has just not happened uh, here in the last few games. So it'll be interesting to see if the Jazz uh, can take advantage of it. Serge Ibaka to Toronto is interesting. The scout has a great point on it. Just, well, he's decided he doesn't want to do the things you want him to do, block shots, rebound, play defense. The question is whether or not um, he's going to decide to do that again. Um, so I think that would be um, is a pretty interesting uh, question of whether or not he he does, and I thought the scout just kind of said it really, really well. So uh, definitely worth uh, taking a listen to Locked On NBA with the scout. Have a great one. This has been Locked On Jazz. Talk to you tonight from the arena. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17 Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.